Back at it again. It's Cece Nika here. Thank you again for tuning in to my podcast, CC Shares. I really wanted to get into this topic because it sparked such um, great feedback on my Instagram stories when I posted about, um, you know, just some things surrounding business, money, how how to say no, and how how to speak about money with prospective leads, and and then we got into the topic of haggling, right? So. This podcast is all about haggling for service-based business and how to get out of haggling for good because haggling is bad. Uh, I mean, unless you want to be in the business of, of haggling, I feel like that's a different type of um, a different type of a business. Like sometimes you can go to a market and you have actual goods um, or products that you want to sell. And so sometimes you can get into the haggling bit um, if you want to, but I'm talking about from for a service-based business. I think haggling is bad for business. So if you agree um, and you want to learn a little bit more on how to not do it, this is definitely the podcast for you. So keep listening. And I'm definitely going to start off and help you out right now. I always start off by writing my thoughts and and my ideas and just key talking points that I want to address in my podcast. I write them down, pen and paper. I'm going to recommend that you do the same. Like this is definitely a podcast where it's not just tune in on your drive to work or a drive to wherever you're at home on a Sunday doing your self-care. This is let's go to school because Cece about to share some shit. Okay. So get your pen, get your paper and let's get into it. All right. Just first things first, like you really don't want to serve everyone because everyone isn't a good fit for your service-based business. Like I have to mention that first because it's so pivotal to getting and receiving this information. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about how this whole idea even plays into how you stop haggling. Like if you do not receive that message, you can stop listening right now. (laughs) Like this isn't going to resonate with you at all. But if you want to receive that, then you're going to get into you know, a better, a better place for not dealing with the whole haggling thing. So just really understand that not, you are not trying to serve everyone because everyone isn't a good fit for your service-based business. So because of that, you have to change your mentality from quantity to quality. This is not about volume. This is not about how many people can I book. This is not about simple math. I want to make, you know, a thousand dollars this week. So that means that I need to work with, you know, if I'm charging a hundred dollars for some service, then that means I need to work with 10 people. So the first 10 people that reached out to me, that's who I'm trying to book. This is not that. This ain't that, sis. Or sir. or star. This ain't that. Um, (laughs) So just get out of the volume, quantity, masses mentality and get into quality. So, you know, this is all about, think about it this way, because I feel like a lot of people think that they should haggle and they're afraid to lose a lead because they're not a client yet. If they didn't pay, they're not a client. They are simply a lead, but they're afraid to lose a lead because at the end of the day, this is all about ego. You're, you're trying to avoid rejection. And so, and, and let's just be real honest, like get to the heart of it. Your ego is bruised when you hear no, or I'm good or okay, thanks. And you know, you're, they're moving on to the next person. It hurts. It It's a gut punch. It hurts. It's staying, it, you know, it stings. But at the end of the day, if you want to stop haggling with leads, you have got to stop 
avoiding rejection. So think about it like this, like that. You're not avoiding rejection. You are doing process of elimination. There is a difference. So they are not rejecting you. You are just going through a process of eliminating the leads that are not a good fit for your service-based business. Once you tap into that, again, a lot of more, a lot more of the information that I'm going to say to you is going to click. But if you're still kind of, you know, trying to fight that or be against that, then yeah, you're probably still going to always end up being a person who's involved in haggling with leads and negotiating and going back and forth and all those different types of exchanges. This is not about avoiding rejection. You have got to get comfortable with people passing you up. Why? Because they're not the right client for you in the first place. And that's okay because you're not trying to serve everybody. So I'll give you the perfect example. Um, And this was actually in a movie. This was in Wolf of Wall Street, I believe. Um, at the, I think at the very beginning and also at the very end, I forget what the, the, the name of the lead character is that Leonardo DiCaprio plays, but this, um, the guy was, you know, becoming a salesman and, and, and involved with investing and things like that. And basically he was selling these like penny stocks and things like that. And I think kind of his first introduction to selling was sell me this pen. Imagine you need to sell a pen. Someone says, sell me this pen, right? And so you think your first reaction might be to say, this pen is a beautiful uh, pen. It it writes in black ink. It's super smooth. It will, um, you know, not give you any carpal tunnel. It will um, not bleed through the paper. It's an amazing pen. And it's also a great quality pen um, because it's bah, 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 bah. This is a fail. <laughs> this is this is not that's not a pathway to avoiding haggling. Some people can sell like that, but you will likely get involved with haggling when you start down that path. That's not how you sell, or that's not how you want to sell. If you want to really work in a service-based business of quality, instead, if you wanted to sell somebody a pen, you'd say. Write a message on this piece of paper and I'll give you $1,000 right now if you can do it. Number one, I get your attention. Number two, I create a need. That's like, boom, to the point. Number three, it's incentivized. It's, there's an urgency right now. Do it right now. If you write me this message on a piece of paper, I'll give you $1,000 right now. If that person don't have a pen, (laughs) they're going to buy a pen off of you because they're going to think, oh, my gosh, all I have to do is give you X amount of dollars for this pen, write down a message, and you're going to give me $1,000 instantly? Boom. Sold. That's how you sell a pen. That's how you sell a pen. When you start getting into the whole the pen can do this and the pen can do that, No, you're nickel and diamond. You are not selling a service. Your service should be selling itself. Like that is the whole mentality around that um, example I just created. You are not selling yourself, like for example, you're not selling yourself as a makeup artist because a lead could always search for a different makeup artist. Like if they just want a makeup artist, all they want is someone to put makeup on their face. They can get that anywhere from anybody, right? 
you want to think of it as your leads to be searching for a unique service that you happen to offer. So for example, I have studied the type of clients who book me hard, like just tirelessly. That is also why I like everyone to go through my my um my website and submit all information so I can see okay there's a trend here on I can even see a trend in people who are going to book me by the way you fill out the inquiry form on my website I can figure it out I can kind of guess like nah, she's going to move forward now nah, she's probably not I can usually kind of have a good feeling about it right so you have to legitimately understand that they are searching for something unique that you in particular offer. There's a way that you do it. There's a way that you do hair. There's a way that you do a consultation call. There's a way that you, you know, make your, your skin, your, um, your client's skin glow. There's a way that you do someone's eyebrows that, you know what I mean? There's a way that you do somebody's nails. You know what I'm saying? There's a way that you take pictures of your work. There's a way that you talk about your work. There's a way that you share the way you work. That is what they're searching for. Whenever somebody reaches out to me that really, really wants to work with me, and usually they book almost instantly, they're always commenting on, oh my gosh, I love the way you do. Most people who start off a consultation call or start off, you know, making a comment in my inquiry form saying, I'm looking for a makeup artist for my such and such event. Those people usually don't book me. But what I do find is the person who says, I've been following you since blah, blah, blah. So-and-so referred me. Oh my gosh, I love the way you do skin. It just looks so natural, but so flawless. These are the comments that I have literally started to write down when I'm on calls. I write down certain things that they say and I started to notice the trends. Oh my gosh, these are the things they have in common. They want my service and there's a way that I do it that's unique that they want. Sold. Never try to sell to the unsellable. Like, just don't even waste your time. And that's also why I started off this podcast by saying if you are not ready to change your mentality about what type of clients you should have and what type of leads you should engage with, then you could just don't even listen to the rest of the podcast. There's no no need because you're not going to receive nothing else of what I'm trying to say. And I'm fine with that. You're not missing out. I'm not missing out because you didn't want to learn this information anyways. And I know that I, I, I'm just you know, speaking to the person who wants to hear this, who wants to get this, who wants this to click. That's the same type of mentality that you've got to have when you're interacting with these different leads. You've got to be saying to yourself, this is not about quantity. This is about quality. And I want to find the right client who is a fit for my business because good clients attract better clients. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. So you want to make sure that your business is more about meeting a need uniquely and incentivizing the lead to act quickly. That's another thing. Like sometimes when you when you make it seem like, yeah, I'm here whenever you want to. No, 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 no. It's this shit going to go fast. Girl, what do you want to do? Book now or book never? Like you got to make it seem, you know what I mean? So that people can act. It's all about action. And so that's why getting into the whole, oh, the pen can do this and the pen can do that and the pen can do like. Okay, does it, when does the pen do it? Does it do it now? What does it do it once I start when I have it in my hand? Does it, you know, like where is the time sensitivity for me to have this pen right now? All you did was just describe the damn pen to me. You didn't explain to me why I need it right now in this moment. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I, I that's also why I love like I also just like analyze all these different things and, and like 
my psychology around the purchases that I make, like I'm obsessed with Amazon Prime. The reason why I be, and I never used to be an online shopper. Why am I now? I went from being never really liking being an online shopper because I like to go inside and touch things, like to touch the clothes and touch the jeans and blah, blah, blah. I became an online shopper on Amazon because it's instant. Yo, two days delivery and it's free. Well, it's not free. I pay my Amazon Prime fee, but two days delivery and it's at my front door. Insane. That's what I like. It's incentivized. There's a reason. There's a sense of urgency. And then when you're searching for stuff, there's literally a countdown clock that says, if you pay for this in the next one hour and 21 minutes, 23 seconds, 22 seconds, 21 seconds, this will be at your door on Sunday. Like that is giving you the instinct to buy, 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 buy. You're incentivized. There's a reason. There is a need. There's a sense of urgency. So really, really like tap into that. Get that, like, let that sink in. So here's why you, you know, shouldn't haggle. And I thought, I think I've explained it a little bit more, but I want to go in a little bit more detail why you shouldn't. Here's specifically why you shouldn't haggle. You shouldn't haggle. And and what haggling means, just in case anybody's a bit confused, haggling is when you state what the investment is to work with you, the lead responds back with a counter offer. You now engage with a counter offer to that, or you stand your ground waiting for them to respond with another counter offer. You're basically going back and forth about what the investment is to work with you. The, the lead is challenging you and you are either standing firm in that by saying, oh, but I can do this and I can do, you know, like you're either, you're going back and forth with them trying to meet them where they are rather than for them rising to the level of where you are and what it is to work with you. So here's why you shouldn't haggle. One, it brings a focus to price and not value. That's That's like, when it comes to service, that's not good because when you start getting into price, it's very, very objective. And that's what, again, that starts to trail off into, I can just find another makeup artist who can do this for $5 less. There are certain things that you can be very objective about when it comes to purchases. And I think a lot of products and goods, you can do that. I'll give you a perfect example. I cannot, could not find the damn nail clipper for my son. Like I know I had it in the house. I just could not find it. And now it's just to a point where this kid is scratching my face. He's got a few nicks on his face. I'm like, okay, I got to get this damn nail clipper. Right. But I go across the street to Target and it's $12.99. Why? Because they're selling it to me as a kit. They're selling me the nail clipper, the file, the this and the scissors. And I don't need all that. I just need the damn nail clipper. I'm only looking for a nail clipper. That's it. So I went on Amazon. (laughs) I went on Amazon and I bought it for $3.99. That's something where you're just looking for the price. Like the function is simple, (laughs) you know, a safe little nail clipper. That's it. You don't want to do that about a service. You don't want to get into that about service. Service, you should not be getting into the price business. Like that's not what you want to do. You always want to be focusing on value and what you have to offer and what is unique about the way that you offer it. Next, you also want to um, allow, like when you haggle, you're allowing the lead to determine what your value is instead of you as the business owner. So when you start to respond to the counter and engage in the counter, because it's really about engagement. Anybody can say, oh, but could you do it for this? And you can simply shut that down and then you know keep moving forward. You don't have to always engage, right? Because you can't control them wanting to counter. That's you know, that's normal. But you want to make sure that you're not engaging in the counter and that you're standing firm. And what exactly is you stated your investment to be valued at? And this is what the, imba- the investment is going to be to work with me. So do not allow the lead to determine what your value is because by them counter offering, that's exactly what they're doing. They're saying, uh-uh, I don't think it's worth that much. I think it's worth this. 
And they're also saying, I don't think it's worth that much. This is, or I think that it's worth this much, but this is what I want to pay. You're giving all the control to them. No bueno. That's not, you do not want to engage in that. That's bad for business. Why? Because good, good clients attract better clients. (laughs) You know, bad clients attract bad clients. Like you're just going to get more of the same. It's like, that is the last thing. Like, Haggling is only going to bring more haggling. You are only going to, if you choose to work with that person who haggled with you, guess how they're going to speak about you when they refer you to somebody else? Because a lot of services, people, it's referral-based business when it comes to hair, when it comes to nails, when it comes to makeup, anything you offer. I don't care if you are a designer and you're, and you're um, making dresses or making clothes, like people are going to come to your business. You're going to get the strongest business from word of mouth. Someone's going to share what their experience was like to work with you, what it was like to book with you, something that stuck out in their mind. And they could say it might stick out in their mind since they were about price anyways. Oh my gosh, girl, and I got my price. Just be like, yo, just ask her. That's how they're going to talk about you. And so that's why you're going to get another person who's going to haggle with you. So that's, and that's why you don't want to do it. Cause it's just a slippery slope. You're just going to keep doing it. Like I'll bet, bet, for example, why I want to explain to you why word of mouth is so strong. At one point in time, I choose to charge $35 in, in order for someone to um, get their makeup done by me. $35. That was the first, the first thing I ever charged somebody way back eight years ago. That's not what I charge now. I charge $200 and up. And I'm sure if I do this podcast in another, you know, eight years, I pray to God, it's going to be more than that. <laughs> so um, I have noticed that as I stand firm and what that amount is, when those inquiry forms come in, when I used to charge 35 when I used to charge $100, people used to send me inquiry forms saying that their budget was $100. Oh, my budget is $75. Oh, my budget is $60. Sometimes they rise to the occasion and they pay me $100. Sometimes they, you know, they would not, you know, move forward. But now I notice, oh wow, I'm getting a lot more inquiries that are $200 and up. Oh my gosh. Like it just starts to happen that way. Why? Because the people who are sending me inquiries were referred to somebody who already paid the $200. So I'm getting more of the same. And they already know. That's what I'm telling you. Like the, the information gets passed along so quickly. So that's like why you just shouldn't do it now. And if you're even, if you're still confused as to why you shouldn't do it, I mean, look at your finances and figure out if it's working for you. Because I'm assuming that the haggling hasn't been going well, or at least you're tired of it. And that's why you want to make a change. So now here's how you actually avoid. I told you why you want to avoid it. Here's how you actually avoid it. Okay, four four main things. You got your pen and paper ready? I'm sure you were already taking notes, but definitely take notes on this part. All right, so number one, first and foremost, be upfront about all that you offer. How do you do that? You have to itemize every single thing that you do for that client or prospective client and explain the importance of each individual thing. I'll give you a perfect example. Whenever I have bridal consultations, I always, whenever I'm pitching my package, I always explain every single thing that I'm going to do for them in that package. This is for my round trip travel to you. This is for your bridal trial. This is for my, I also, I also bring my own lighting system. This is for the lashes I'm going to use for you. This is for the lipstick that I'm going to add for you. This is for the additional hours that I'm going to stay for you, that you will have access to me, blah, 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 blah. You will have the flexibility to do extra. 
I explain literally every single freaking thing that I'm about to do for them so that they understand the magnitude and the value of what I'm bringing so that they understand, oh my gosh, Cece literally does every single thing I want and more. That's just first and foremost, because a lot of times when you get somebody counter offering you is because they, you know, because they think that it's not they don't want to pay what you're saying your um, your services um, value at is because you didn't explain it well enough to them what you're exactly doing for them. Some people do not understand that, yo, if you are booking me a year in advance, there's a whole lot that goes into me being able to offer and confirm and guarantee you that date. There's a lot that goes in, that goes into that. I share that with them. I'm very upfront with them about that. You will have access to me in this capacity. Any changes, feel free to email anytime. Just secure your wedding date on my calendar. You'll have the flexibility to let me know when your bridal trial, when you want it to be. Just reach out to me first and we can figure out a date where we're all available. You get the flexibility. I'm not rigid. I'm accommodating. That comes at a price. Like, I hate that word price, but that was the best way to say it. That comes at a price. You have to invest in that. So be upfront about all that you offer. And the best way for you to do that is literally itemize every single thing that you do. So if you do hair, think about every single thing, the shampooing, the cutting, the styling, the assisting, the, the you know, speedy uh, booking. The if, if, it, if you are a hairstylist, let me tell you this much. If you are a hairstylist where it is quick business getting in and out of your salon, you need to talk about that. You need to put that to the forefront because that will set you apart. That will set you so far apart. If you talk about how from, you know, from door to door, like, you know, or from start, you can find a catchy phrase from start door to door, start to finish from, you know, from wash to set, whatever you want to call it, brand it, make it cute. 45 minutes for this, for this service, 60 minutes for this service. And guarantee that and say things like that. I can guarantee that it is 60 minutes for this service, 45 minutes for this, 90 minutes for this, right? And people will then start to really understand the value of what you're offering. So itemize it, share it with it, explain it to them, pitch it to them. That is what you're really sharing. Remember, the service needs to sell itself. Therefore, that means you got to really tell them everything that's serving them. This is all the things that are serving you. Okay. Also, you want to reject any negotiations or counter offers. And here's a few ways that you can you can do it. There's it's a simple it's a simple way to do it. You can simply say, "I've offered you my very best." You want to know what to say cuz sometimes what it is is that people are just and this is just across the board in life whether you're a business owner or not. Sometimes it's just really hard for you to say a firm no. It's really hard to let your no be no. A no without explanation a no without any type of, you know, LOL at the end or, you know, anything to soften the blow. It's hard to deliver that. We're human beings. We want to be nice. You know, we don't want to come off as rigid or blunt, you know, all the time, especially business. Right? I don't think it's good to come off that way. And so that is why you can say no in a very professional manner by simply saying, I've offered you my very best. It's positive. It's firm. And it disengages them. What are you going to say to that? No, I don't think it's your very best. Okay, so then why are you coming back to me? If you don't think that I could offer you the best, then why are you interested in my service? You know what I'm saying? Like you're not going to get anybody who's going to challenge saying that it's their, your very best. Because again, if you don't think I'm giving you the best, 
If you don't want the best, then why are you interested in this service? That's not a client you want to work with. You don't want to work with a client who doesn't care about working with the very best. You have to work with a client who views you as the very best. That's what you're searching for. Right. So that phrase, like I say that this is what I say. I didn't learn that from anybody. I don't think I did. But that is what I say. I've offered you the very best because I really do. I really try to offer them the very best. What is going to work for them? What could I jam pack into their package or what could I what could I offer? I try to be accommodating. I'm going to come to you. What time do you want it done? Like I'm going to. OK, I, I will. I will accommodate that time frame. Um, do you want me to stay? Okay, I will open up the rest of my calendar for that day so I can I can stay with you. I will block that off. I will, you know, I try to be extremely accommodating. That is the very best. So that's why I say it. It's so disarming. I've offered you my very best. Would you like to move forward? Instead of just, hey, but could you do it for da-da-da? no? That is a like that's that's really hard to say. I don't I, I that just don't sound <laughs> good. Um you can if they're really insistent. You can say things like X, Y, and Z is non-negotiable. It's harsh, but it'll put a firm stop to it. But if you really, if you're that kind person who's really trying to figure out, but how do I say no without saying no, I've offered you my very best. And then once you do that, reiterate the investment and reiterate the service. I've offered you my very best. So what I'm going to do for you is blah, 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 blah. The investment's going to be blah, blah, blah. If you make payment by yada, yada, yada you'll be locked in. End of discussion. And if they now come back at you, yeah, but you know, take some time to think about it. They like at that point, if they're still trying to counter, say, I've, you know, again, I've, I completely understand if, you know, you're not willing to raise your budget or maybe this doesn't, you know, work for you in your budget right now at this moment, but take a moment to think about it. Let me know, get back to me. Um, like I said, the service is going to be yada, 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 da, 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 da. if you book by la, 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 boop, 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 follow up with me via email and let me know. That is it. That is the best you can offer them. Here's another thing that you can do. While you stand firm, offer them a solution to be able to afford the investment. Like sometimes, like, and I do this a lot of times when it's somebody that I really do want to work with who kind of like shocked me as like a person who you know, it, it's, it is offering a little bit of resistance. I'll be like, damn, I thought she was going to book right away. Okay. And if I'm really excited, like, damn, I really want to work with her though. I will try to figure out a plan. I'll try to get to the heart of it. Okay. So what is it? What is it that's holding you back? Like what, like, what did you think the investment was going to be? What, what did you, what was your budget or what were you trying to? And then sometimes you find out like one, they never had that number, which is good because if they now are posed that question by you, they're going to, you're going to, requ- you're going to require them to think of it. Oh, well, I wasn't really sure. No, no, no. But I mean, just, just let me know. Like if you could think of, you know, what was your, what were you expecting? Like drive down to a number. If they say a number, usually after they've heard whatever your investment is, is going to be there, the, whatever they had in their mind is going to be impacted by that. So they're going to be doing it based off of, oh, well, she says, I thought it was going to be blah, 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 blah. And then you find out, oh, it's just $50 less or a hundred bucks less, or even if it's 300 bucks less or 500 bucks less, whatever the thing is, right? But it depends on what, you know, the services, whatever the thing is, find out what that number is that they had in their head or find out what that thing is that they were expecting in their head and work out a solution to make up for the difference. Oh, okay. It's a difference of $500. Here's a way, here's a way for you to get that extra $500 and make a recommendation. I do that for uh, my bridal clients all the time. Okay. Well, you know what? Um, 
you know, think about how, you know, how much each of your uh, plates are for your guests. Um, and depending on what that is, you can reduce that many amount of guests. Very tough, very tough. But if you're flexible, if you see some flexibility in your guest list, let's just cut that guest list by X amount so that it equals $500. Boom. Then you get what you want. Oh, well, you know what? Actually, if you, if you put more people at a wedding table so that you can decrease the amount of tables you have, that will decrease the amount of floral arrangements that you have or centerpieces that you have, which will then decrease your overall budget. Oh, did you know that if you, instead of renting a limo, you picked a hotel that was really, really close by that offers a shuttle service included in their in their hotel stay, you could potentially save a thousand twelve hundred a thousand to twelve hundred dollars. Like I'll try, like I'll I'll be like, if I really, really want to again, and that's what I'm saying. I'm offering you my very best. I'm offering you my expertise, my advice, my experience of how I've seen people do it in the background. I'm offering you my very best. So I want to work with you. Give them a solution. Now, again, you get better at being able to offer solution when you know your business better. Sometimes that just takes more time. And then maybe that maybe takes a little bit more volume of trial and error and seeing things done where you can make those types of recommendations on the cuff like that. But if you don't know them for sure, always have them ready. Write down a list of, you know, why do you think that sometimes people can't, you know, maybe rise to the level of your of your investment of what it is to work with you? Write down something that could be holding them back. How much do they usually think you cost? Like I know back when I was trying to um, charge like, even back when I was charging like 75 bucks for somebody like years ago, right? A lot of times people thought that I was still charging 35 or they thought it'd be 50, right? To work with me. Okay, so it's a difference of 25 bucks. What is 25 bucks to a person? Not having coffee for a month? You know, really bring it down and make them see like, oh my gosh, okay, wait, I could say that. I could put that aside. I can add that much. You know what I mean? Like if you if you really want to work with that person, try to make try to create the pathway forward for them. And at the end of the day, you have to be okay with a lead staying a lead. Like you have to be okay with that. And this goes back to, you know, stop running from rejection and and just really remember this is a process of elimination. You are a part of this process. People aren't rejecting you personally. Don't take it personal. So you have to be okay if this lead stays a lead. And here's why. Because at least think about it from the positive perspective. This person went from a cold lead to a warm lead, meaning you've literally warmed them up. You've massaged the idea of working with you in their mind already. So they went from not really knowing anything personal about you in terms of the actual connection from talking to you or from interacting with you one-on-one to having a, a full breadth and scope of exactly what you do, how you do it, what your investment is, why it's so valuable to them. And so at the end of the day, when they're going to share that experience with someone else and they're going to be able to speak positively about you. So maybe they might not be able to book you, but the person they share your their experience you know, with, they might. I love when I hear people say, oh my gosh, you got to book Cece. Like she's mad expensive. Like I couldn't afford her, but Yo, you got to book her. I love hearing stuff like that. I mean, I, I believe everybody can afford me, you know what I mean? But sometimes, you know, whatever things happen, you know, it's cool. But I love hearing stuff like that because it's like, yo, at the end of the day, I stay positive, I stay professional, and I stay giving you value. Like, and, and you and you only have good things to say about that. And, and that's really important too because it's, 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 it's more beneficial to have, take that time 
to really share all that you do, itemize, broken out, listed out, boop, 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 of what you do and invest that time, even though they don't book, because they may not book you then, but they may book you later. And I've had that happen countless times. Someone's reached out to me wanting to do a one-on-one tutorial. They, you know, hear what the investment is and then they're not able to work with me at that time. But a year later, they come back and they're like, okay, CZ, oh my gosh, I'm ready. I have something coming up and I really want to be able to know how to do my makeup. Like maybe just the timing wasn't right, but they are a warm lead coming back to me. Boom. And now I'm able to convert and seal the deal. So that's super important. And that's, that's like, that's so beneficial. That's priceless. Like look at it as advertising. You were able to just advertise, have one-on-one time to pitch yourself your, not yourself, but pitch your service to one person, undivided attention, whether it's on the phone, via email, whatever that interaction is, you are able to pitch yourself. And now that that message hopefully will spread, right? So that's beneficial to you. And it, it's just a marathon you know, mindset of, okay, it may benefit me in the long run, right? And so you have to remain open to align with a better lead that's a better fit. You have to remain open to that. Just because you get that no, or just you get just because you get that not right now, doesn't mean that you're done. You're finished, and it's hard. You know that 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 part's hard too. Like it really is. Like getting no's back to back is really really hard. Like it really is. But at the end of the day, I promise you, I promise you, you're getting that much closer to the right client. And good clients attract better clients. So really understand that, respect that, know that it benefits you to think with this type of mentality and implement this into your service-based business. Because it's going to be really hard at first to break through, you know, the um, the the nose and to break through the resistance and to within yourself, because it might be hard for you to kind of stand tall and stand firm. But at the end of the day, like you got to really communicate your value, like be able to stand your ground stand firm in it. And at the end of the day, like this is applicable to anything in life. You can't get mad at somebody who doesn't understand what your value is if you didn't communicate it to them, whether verbal or nonverbal. And this is real life. Like forget about business or anything like that for a second, for a moment. You can't get mad at nobody for that. People are going to treat you and entertain the idea of you and what you offer based on what you present. So let them know what you're worth. Say it proud with your back up straight, your neck up tall, with no type of tremble in your voice, stern, looking them dead in the eye. This is what my value is. I I would be so happy to work with you, but you'd be so lucky to work with me. That should be the period and no flinch. You know what I mean? The, The confidence, build that part up. And sometimes that gets built up because you're investing more in your education. So you're, you know, really fine tuning your skill, which will allow you to have that confidence to say it like that. But in life, point blank period, don't get mad at anybody who does not understand your value, you know, and don't negotiate with anybody on what that is. Like, yo, look, this is what I bring to the table. Okay. And you want to get with this. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that was my podcast for today. Um, you know, how to avoid haggling for good. Um, stop it, break the cycle, disengage, say what you're worth, you know, offer value, speak to the right client. And I'm, I promise you, it will start to really, really change the inner workings of your business and who you attract. Um, so if you thought that this touched you, this really could you know, struck a chord for you, and you think that there's somebody in your inner, inner circle who's really, really struggling with this, or you think would really, really benefit this, 
benefit from this, share. Please share. Share my message. Subscribe to in all the time to what I have to offer you because at the end of the day, my, you know, my my failures, my setbacks, what, you know, what hurts me and what helps me, I want to share it. I'm going to share with you day in, day out, month in, month out, year after year. I want to share it with you all. So please share my podcast. Um, I hope you all have a great day. I'm going to come back for more and you'll you'll be, you know, hearing about how to find your target audience and your target client as well coming up very, very soon. Thank you so much for your time.